Hello everyone and welcome to Sterling's Business Success and Coffee podcast. Kindly sponsored and supported by Sterling's group coaching programs and fix this next. This free online business assessment tool enables you to pinpoint your business's vital need. Keep listening for top business tips and advice to help you level up and scale up. Here's your host, Simon Meadows. Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast in which I'm joined by Louise Mosley. Is that Have I said that correctly? You certainly have, thank you very much. Uh, and Louise, it says here that you support business owners who set up their businesses because they have a huge skill and passion for what they do, but then find themselves spending less and less time doing what they love, um, which is where obviously they add the value more and more and spend time chasing around doing absolutely everything else rather than that thing that they love. Uh, You help them take a step back, focus on their unique talents, where they add the value and stop the overwhelm of trying to do everything alone. And that's so important because we always feel so alone in business, even though we might have a business with lots of people uh, in there. You're based in the UK, which is great because that's where I am at the moment as well. I always say at the moment, I I actually haven't been abroad for such a long time. So uh, (laughs) that's where I am based in the UK for the foreseeable future. But soon to be splitting your time between the UK and Croatia. So that's something we can talk about a little bit later on. You love to travel. You're a passionate scuba diver and lover of the underworld. Uh, I take it you mean under underwater world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Just to be clear. Yeah, I thought about that afterwards yeah. and thought, no, I'm not a lover of the underworld. Yeah. It's the underwater world. It's an important word I've yeah. missed. <laughs> and for every new client, you make a contribution to marine projects, uh, which are aligned to the UN Sustainable Goal number 14, which is life below water. So welcome to today's podcast, Louise. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to get the chance to talk to you. So thank you very much. So I've got to ask a question before we get into what you, what coffee you're drinking and what tea that you usually drink as, as, as well. Uh, why Croatia? Well, as this is a uh... Only a half hour podcast, I think. Um, I'll give you the very quick abridged version. Please, yeah. Um, I used to, my, my background is in corporate. Um, I spent 13 years working in, in the corporate uh, world. And then in 2008, my partner and I had a huge change. We gave up corporate life and we went to manage scuba dive resorts in Honduras. And right. our original aim was to... Um, have a scuba dive resort. That was what we thought we wanted to do for the future. So we spent five years between Honduras, Indonesia, and the Philippines managing scuba resorts. And during that time, we had a big reevaluation and said, actually, what do we want from life? You know, what do we want this future business to be? And whilst diving was really, really important, we realized it wasn't number one on the list. So once we wrote down everything else that was really important to us, and diving was on the list, but it wasn't top, then we started to look around the world and said, well, where would we want this business to be? And we'd been to Croatia a few years beforehand and started to tick off everything that was there. You know, it's uh, got great, great food and wine. It's got a beautiful coastline. It's got great history. It's, you know, tick, tick, tick. We thought, yep, Croatia, that sounds, that sounds the place for us. And that's something that I probably didn't expect you to say. Yeah, and I know there's probably more of a backstory to that. 
But Croatia is one of those places where I wouldn't even think of putting that onto a list and starting to do that checklist that you've you've done there. I know people that have been to Croatia, but nobody's ever really given me that insight that stirred that that passion to want to think about it or uh, go there. So yeah, so it's intriguing to to hear that story there. Um, from a point of view of what you're drinking today, you know, you've mentioned you you had your 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 coffee a little bit earlier. Tell us about the coffee um, that you had, and also what you drink generally. Okay, I'll start with what I drink generally. I generally drink tea. Um, that is my normal uh, tipple of choice throughout yeah. the day. But I do like coffee, and I probably have maybe two or three coffees a month um quite sensitive to caffeine so it can make me yeah. talk very quickly so if i'm talking quickly now it's because <laughs> i've had a coffee, <laughs> coffee yeah. you and me both um but i thought since since we were meeting i would uh i would honor the occasion with a cup of of coffee yeah. um i was drinking black uh well very rarely maybe put maybe i have a cappuccino occasionally until they started putting calories on it and that kind of put me off so normally i have black coffee um, and my favorite uh, coffee is from Honduras. Like I said, we, we lived yeah, there yeah. For, for a while. Um, so if I can get hold of um, a Honduran coffee, that would be my tipple of choice as far as coffee is concerned. Great. And favorite tea? Oh, gosh, that's a difficult one. Um, but probably Assam. Oh, nice okay. cup of Assam tea. Yeah, yeah. I must admit, yeah, I, I, I have some lemon and ginger tea um, if I go anywhere and they've got different brands of tea and different varieties of tea other than the fruit type teas um, I always get very very confused and overwhelmed by it and I find unless you go to somewhere who's a real specialist they don't really give you much help on no. choosing the teas as well and we had a, a local um, tea room I suppose you call it a tea room uh, where somebody opened up their lounge because they were very passionate. They travelled the world and they'd gone around the world drinking different teas. And the thing I loved about going there is that they told the stories that they'd had about the tea. But then they gave you such a, a, an in-depth opinion of what the flavours were, the background to it. Yeah, and and it was it was much more of an experience of drinking the tea mm. rather than just oh yeah, I think you're like this one or you're like that one. Yeah, it was com completely different. So that was, uh, I like to, if I'm, if I'm going to drink tea, I like to know why I'm drinking it and a little bit of a mm. story behind it and things like that yeah. as well. It's, it's, I suppose it's a little bit like we, me with coffee that, you know, I if I'm going to drink coffee, it has to be really, you know, good coffee. Um, I like strong coffee. Um, so my favourite one is called Miramundo. It's called, which means view of the world, and that's from Copan in in Honduras. And um, and I think a lot about whether it's drinks or food. You know, it's it's that association rather than necessarily the yeah. taste sometimes. Because I guess we've all been on holiday and had that amazing bottle of wine, sat outside looking at the sunset, and then you take it home and you go, oh gosh, this wine's amazing. You've got to try it, and it's. Mm, Perhaps it's not quite as you remember it. So I think yeah. about anything like food and drink, I think it's also about the association and who you're sharing it with as well, which has a big impact on your enjoyment. And we were talking before the recording started, you noticed the bottle of beer that's on the shelf behind me, which, uh, listeners, is not because I've been drinking beer before I jumped on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I went went skiing and it was um, it was one of those evenings where we were drinking some of those horrible 
creme de menthe type drinks off the top shelf where you just feel you know, locally you've got a drink thing and a lot of it was juniper based and I thought I've, I've had enough of this juniper type stuff so get me something different and they got me a bottle of uh, I think it's pronounced La Chouf um, and listeners the only thing I can say is that the label is what makes it unique uh, it's, a, it's a good beer it's a very strong beer it's a Belgian beer 8% but it's got a known body news cycle on it and it was the label that fascinated me and of course I came back I told everybody about this beer with a gnome on I walked into the local beer shop in Newark where I live and I said yep I want a bottle of beer I can't remember what it's called but it has a known riding news cycle and he said yep second shelf for long fourth shelf down and there it was he said nobody ever remembers what it's called but they always remember the known riding news cycle um, and like you say it wasn't as good as I remembered it when I was skiing but it did take me back to the slopes it, it, it triggered the memory of the trip that I've recently been on as well and I think sometimes that makes a difference doesn't it mm. oh definitely definitely and, and uh, you, so you'd recognize the beer so I've got to ask the question how how did you recognize the beer where have you had the beer before and uh, what made you recognize it um, well, the, it, it is very uh, easily recognized. You know, it's got great branding. So if anyone's, you know, a fan of branding, this is a great one. You remember yeah. it. Absolutely. Um, but where I live uh, currently is a small village called Potshrigley uh, near a place called Bollington. And we have a lot of pubs in Bollington. We're very, very lucky. Uh, we've got a couple of local breweries as well, which is great. And some of the local pubs um, stock a huge range of different beers. So I've had that particular ah. beer at um, our local pub called The Poachers. So if anyone's oh. in Bollington, Poachers get Bollington. down to The Poachers. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a very good pub. Yeah. And I'm just impressed that they sell something like that in the pub as well, because I've certainly not, you know, I had to go to a real old store to get it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed with that. So thinking about your, your own business then, uh, give us a little bit of a background into what you've been working on and what you've been developing. You've told us a little bit about the transition from corporate uh, to to where you, you want to be, and particularly with the diving. So just give us a little bit of an insight into what you're doing now and some of the things that you've been working on and being evolving. Well, since I came back to the UK and set up um, the coaching business, I've been working predominantly with business owners, so mainly small business owners. And the reason I work with people who've again, come out of large companies and set up small businesses is, is that I kind of, I understand the the challenges and the issues that they go through. Yeah. Um, I use a, a huge amount of tools, but one of the main tools that I use is called Wealth Dynamics and Talent Dynamics. Okay, and at the heart of, you have, oh, you haven't, yeah, sorry. I have, yeah. Oh, you have, great. Yeah, and at the heart of that is this concept of flow. Um, I'm a flow consultant and, um, I guess as a scuba diver, I was naturally drawn to this concept. Um, but when we're in a state of flow, it's our sort of optimum state of consciousness. It's where we perform our best. It's where we're most focused. It's where we're most productive. It's where we're most, I guess, you know, satisfied and happy too. Um, and what the tool helps you to do is to spend more time in flow. So where you're adding the value that, that you mentioned in the intro. Um, and there's a lot of things which contribute to whether we're in flow or out of flow um, and that's really what I've been helping uh, business owners to look at um, because you know it's there's a lot to do you know you set yeah. up your business and you know we've all been there and you, you generally succeed in the early years just because of your sheer determination and hard work 
and then then you start to think well gosh you know where do we go from here um and i guess i've seen that myself as well in, in my business um you know and, and i get the opportunity to talk to so many different people which is amazing so i get to see lots of different perspectives um, but, you know, and everyone is different, but this concept of being in or out of flow is something that um, is common across the board and, and more times than not, we're spending time out of flow. Yeah. So we're either getting extremely anxious and overwhelmed because we're doing things that we're just way out of our comfort zone or our skill set, or we've kind of slipped into just doing the, you know, the same thing all the time and that can you know you can miss the challenge there as well so this whilst they're not quite broad terms um you know everyone is, is different underneath but there are the main things that uh, i end up sort of um supporting people with so let me ask you ask you a question as you were talking there i, I was trying to work out the difference between motion and flow so you know, we all, I think, realise everybody listening to this is that you know we need to keep moving. If we don't move, then basically we we die, and you know we start to to sort of wither. But it feels like flow from what you just said there, Louise, and motion are different because motion isn't always directional. It's not always with purpose, is it, and intent. Mm -hmm. So just explain to the listeners a little bit of the difference between just moving and having flow. Oh, yeah, that's a really, a really good point to, to pick up on, because sometimes we talk about going with the flow and that's a very passive um, uh, approach. And sometimes that might we might be going into the right place, but sometimes we're not. But also, if you think about. Think about a river, um, everything tends to be water based for me. But if you think yeah. about a river and, um, you know, there's there's a gentle current moving down it. So you're in the center of the, the river and you're moving in the right direction. But very easily, you can get caught in the eddies. So you can be paddling like crazy, swimming like crazy, whatever analogy works for you, being super, super busy, but not actually getting anywhere. So you could be going round and round and round and round in these eddy currents, yeah. draining your energy and not actually getting to where you want to be. And in motion. So, so we actually feel... Absolutely. There's a lot of motion going hard. on there. Yeah. yeah, I understand. Yeah. And that's a great description. And I think we, you know, we've all been brought up to think about, you know, you must work hard and, you know, almost being busy as this sort of badge of honor. And, you know, when I was working in, in, in corporate, you know, people go, oh, gosh, I'm back to back with meetings and I'm so busy. And yeah. and this was always seen as something that, that, oh, they must be really successful. They must be doing a really great job. But again, it's that, you know, where is that getting you to? And like, so this concept of being frantic and busy but actually you're stuck in an eddy current and you're not going where you want to be. Yeah, it's interesting. I was on a call yesterday with uh, one of my coaches, uh, Taki, and he was, we were talking about the, the thou shalt nots and the thou shalts, our commandments of, of coaching and you know who we want to work with and who we don't want to work with, etc. And he was talking about Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he said, you know, how Gary has changed over the years from being somebody who talks very much about grinding it out you know and putting the effort in you know and the hustle and the bustle and but now has gone very much in an, an evolution the other way to you know it's not just about grinding it out it's about getting that purpose getting that direction that gets you to where you want to be because escaping a isn't 
progress if you're not getting towards B, is it? You know, so uh, yeah, really. Absolutely, really and those and those phrases that we hear, you know, you on social media and people talking about, you know, the grind, the hustle, the hustle, the maybe the hassle. Um, you know, and it's it's not that things are going to happen overnight, and you can just sit here and have positive thoughts, and everything's going to be wonderful. Of course, you have to work at your business. But there comes a point where you have to take that step back and stop and say, actually, is what I'm doing getting me where I, where I want to get to? Or actually, am I going around in circles or do I need some extra support to, to you know, to do something a little bit different? Um, and the other word that you use there, purpose, um, again, is something that um, I feel is really important because if you have a, a purpose um, and, you know, we can all talk about, you know, what is your why, what is your purpose? Um, and sure. some people see that as a very big picture thing. It can be much, much smaller. But again, if you know why you're doing what you're doing, again, that helps you to get into flow and it actually helps you yeah. to do the right things every day and the ones that make a difference. Yeah. Many years ago, I used to do a lot of uh, kayaking, canoeing, as we call it here in the UK, kayaking everywhere mm -hmm. here in the UK. And I remember going down a river at Matlock uh, in Derbyshire and it's quite a fast and it's got some some quite technical bits. But I got stuck in one of those sort of circular eddy currents mm -hmm. uh, with a friend of mine. And I managed to get out of the eddy current quite a bit because I realised it wasn't about how hard I paddled. It was about getting the the timing right, the direction right. And actually, with a little bit of effort, I managed to escape. My poor friend was just whacking the water with no real other thought than the harder I paddled the more I'm likely to get out of it and he just went round and round mm -hmm. and until eventually he went over and up came the paddling his hand like Excalibur coming out of the uh, out of the lake <laughs> it was quite impressive um, but you know what would you say to those people who feel they're trapped in that eddy current thing and struggling to find their flow because I think that that for many of the listeners is somewhere that they perhaps recognize that they're in that eddy flow, they're in that circle of motion where they're really busy, but they don't really know how to get back into that flow, which is the right flow for them. Yeah, that's, um, I mean, I think the one thing when we're in those situations is, is one to just kind of slow down a little bit, mm. stop if you can, take a moment, breathe, you know, all these yeah. things that we kind of take for granted. But it is important to stop and really just reflect on what is it that you're doing right now. Um, one of the concepts that, again, that's linked to flow is called the flow channel. So the flow channel is where we want to spend most of our time. And if you think about two of the, 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 the axes that if you think about this as a graph almost, on the one side, we've got ability and skill. Yeah. And on the other side, we've got challenge and difficulty. And when we're going round and not really getting anywhere is to think about what well, is it that I'm feeling completely um, anxious and overwhelmed because I'm in a situation that I just frankly don't have the skills for. I, I've got no ability in this area. Or is it because it's just, you know, you've been thrown in at the deep end and you've got a huge amount of challenge going there. Or so which one of those, you know, what is that ratio between your skills and your ability and also the challenge that you're you're experiencing? So some of it is about just taking a taking a break and actually looking at what you're doing. Yeah. Um, if you're like many business owners and you're just doing, you know, you're just busy doing so much, again, thinking about, well, what is it that I'm doing repetitively? 
you know, are there any things that, you know, I'm just doing this again and again, you know, whether it's onboarding clients or sending emails or looking through my slightly chaotic filing system, you know, you can waste so much time there. So again, thinking very simply about some of the things that you're doing time and time and time again, is there a better way to do that? And it doesn't have to cost huge amounts of money. It can just be about, you know, getting some templates together, readjusting your filing, um, can you automate things? So again, just really looking at what's happening in that situation, do a bit of a time order and think, what is it that's taking my time here that leaves me feeling so chaotic and and I'm busy, busy? Um, and is there something that I can do in the short term to help? Um, and then if you can have the opportunity to sit and talk about it with somebody else, then then you start to get some really good insights. And I think, listeners, what you're probably going to have to do with all of that is just listen to this again, pause it, and write <laughs> all those things as you go down. Perhaps that's the coffee kicking in, Louise. Uh, I know. Sorry about that. I really no, should have drunk no, so I mean, much coffee. That's perfect. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, that's the exceptional set of value that you've given us there. And the reason I say the listeners need to go back and listen to it again is because there are so many things that they need to, as you said, you know, as part of that etiquette, stop and think about. And each one of those that Louise has just said, listeners, is something that you should listen to, stop and think about it. Look at your yes. business, look at yourself and think, you know, am I doing this? Is this right for me? And and just take some time to work through what Louise gave us in, in, a, in quite a, an intense couple of minutes there and work through that with more thought and more process and more intent as well. I think that'd be really good to do. So you mentioned the, the tool wealth dynamics. What has it been like for you as a coach to have that set of tools and something that's as strong as the wealth dynamic sort of process? How's that, how's that been for you and what has that difference has that made to your own business? Not necessarily to, to your clients, but to you as a coach, because I know a lot of coaches are gonna be listening to this and a lot of consultants. What kind of, changes that made or what kind of impact has that had yeah I've coming from my background you know I've been profiled goodness knows how many times over the years and um, it hasn't always been a, a particularly helpful uh, process mm. so when I came across um, wealth dynamics and talent dynamics the thing that I liked about it probably drawn to it initially was because it we talked about flow and getting into flow yeah. but it also talks about for, well, five different energies and how those energies make up you as an individual. And depending on the mixture of those energies, it influences your characteristics, how you like to think, how you like to communicate, where you add value in your business, etc. And I have a almost even balance between all the different energies, yeah. um, which helps me explain why in the past, when I've done various profiling tools, I've not really found them to be able to apply them particularly well, because I didn't really sit in any particular category particularly comfortably. But what wealth dynamics and talent dynamics do, it's not about putting you in a box, it's about recognizing where your natural strengths and talents lie. And when you actually look at it, you can actually see this, um, you get a um, 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 a graph which shows you your percentages of the four different energies, so dynamo, blaze, tempo, and steel. Yep. And those four energies are all associated with different um, parts of the business. So dynamo is all about big picture, new ideas, fast thinking, fast talking. Blaze energy is all about connection with people. 
it's a, that everyone is very people orientated if they have a lot of blaze energy they auditory learners you know they um they leverage through people but need a bit of direction tempo is about the here and now kinesthetic learners and communicators um, and then steel energy is very much about the detail and when you look at your breakdown of those energies you can see why you for example if you don't have a lot of blaze energy you can see why if you're spending a lot of time at networking events for example you can feel very depleted Whereas somebody who has lots of blaze energy and you stick them in the back room doing lots of detail work, they will be very depleted. So it's a great tool for taking a step back and thinking about how do I manage my energies within my business? And it also applies to where do you add the most value? Now, the, uh, the, the observant listener will say that I've just, I met said there were five energies and I've only talked about four. So just to complete that, but um, so spirit energy, your bigger picture, your why, why do you do what you do kind of flows through all of them. But personally, I just found it was a very useful tool for me to look at and think, well, where am I spending my time? How do I leverage that energy? And um, I've just found it is it's yeah. applicable through all aspects of business. And I think that's so important for us as um, coaches and consultants that when we have a set of tools and templates that we actually are passionate about them because we have used them, perhaps we feel comfortable with them. I think, you know, I've, I've been coached over many, many years by people who they have a tool in their toolbox but they don't really connect with it themselves. They don't really mm. buy into it themselves, but they deliver it because it's what they're told to do as part of the program or whatever it is they're in. And then it's never really effective because it's not delivered, but with that enthusiasm and that interest and that knowledge. So I think yeah. from, from a coach's point of view, we should select tools that fit with us. In the same way, if, if you're a listener and you've got a coach or a consultant that is using these kind of tools or you're thinking about going to somebody for help with something like this, make sure that not only is it a good fit for you but make sure that they have that knowledge and that understanding of it and that passion for it because i think you've shared something very important there that you know for both sides of of the user of the tool it's got to be something that fits for both sides and exactly if, if, if you've exactly. got somebody who uses a tool and they're not interesting it then it's, it's not really going to have it, it'll have some use yeah, but it's not going to have the same impact is it Exactly. It's a tick box exercise sometimes then. And, and again, what I love about this is that it's it celebrates uniqueness yeah. and recognizes that we're all different. And there is no one step approach. But, you know, if you, if you go onto LinkedIn or many other platforms and you see these six steps to whatever success. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that might be great for them. But is it right for you at this point in time? And what I love about the tool is, is it's like I say, it really focuses on your uniqueness and how you can leverage yeah. that rather than just follow every, everything else that other people are doing because they, they will be different to you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So if people want to, to reach out to you, Louise, and connect with you or um, get hold of thinking, I think you've put something in the in the message. Is there something that you want to direct people to or people to reach out for or in some way? Yeah, if people would like to have a chat, then um, please go to my website. Um, if you want to find out more information, connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and also, I'm always happy to have a, I still call them coffee chats, even if I'm yeah. often having a cup of tea. So um, I'll make sure that you can uh, have the link to uh, my calendar link and you please just hop on and we can have a half, half an hour. 
coffee chat just to explore um, if, if what I can offer can help you. And if not, I will direct you um, into the, um, I've, I've got a, a very good network of, of lots of people. So if I can't help, I know I will know someone who can. And if people want to find you on LinkedIn, um, do you want to just spell your name out so people have got it right? We'll make sure it's in the show notes yeah, as well. So check out the show notes for those links to some of the content that uh, you've just mentioned there. Thank you. Yes, it's Louise. So L-O-U-I-S-E, Mosley, M-O-S-L-E-Y. Great. And I know some people might have put the E and the L the other way around, perhaps. So that's yes. why I was careful that you... <laughs> Thank you. So you've, you've already given us um, a huge raft of tips and things that we can do. But if you were to give the listeners one tip or one lesson that they can focus on from this podcast and go out and do something with that can have an impact, what would be the one thing that you want to share today? Well, I was going to share something and then I spotted something just before I came on Ooh, uh, to okay. chat with you. And I, I really liked this question. Um, and I can't remember who, who it was uh, wrote it, but they said, if somebody took control of your life, what is the one thing they would change? Ooh, and I okay. just thought that was quite an interesting question because we probably all know deep down, you know, things that we would like to change but don't. And I just thought that was quite a nice way to sort of say, okay, so what is it that's holding you back? But it's expressed in a different way. Yeah. So that almost removes the the obstacles and the, the reasons that we would put that we can't do it or we haven't got the time or we haven't got the money or haven't got the effort. If somebody else took control of it, what would they do with it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So have a think about that. What What do you think people might be looking for when they ask that question? Just to give the listeners a little bit more direction, you know, is this something uh, that's going to help them discover? Is it going to give them something that they can work on? What would you say is going to be the outcome of asking that question? Well, I think it's very important to be honest with yourself when you ask that question. Um, you know, like you said, we can we can put lots of barriers in our own way um, and we can look at lots of reasonable reasons, my boss of mine used to say, about why we shouldn't do something. Mm. Um, and, you know, it could be as simple as we were talking before we came on air as well about making sure we take time out for ourselves. Uh, to recharge and and to really give ourselves the opportunity to recharge and refresh it could be looking for I've got to you know just accept that I can't do everything alone and I need to look for collaboration Um, it could be it could be a whole host of things and it doesn't have to be world changing you know often the small things are the things that make a big difference as well so um, sometimes we can overthink things so just uh, you know Great, great Get tip. a cup of coffee and have a think. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. So final question then, Louise. If you were to have your next tea or coffee, uh, and either in the UK or in Croatia, but if you were to have that cup of coffee and you were perhaps reading or listening to, depending on what your style is, your favourite book, what would be the book and who would be the author? Oh... Well, I love books. Okay, great. And I read an awful lot. Um, I read a book, uh, well, one of the books that that kind of springs to mind, um, it's called The Shadow of the Wind um, by, I'm going to pronounce his name, Zaphon is is his name, Carlos Zaphon, 
say it's my favorite book i can't remember what it's called you put me on the spot here Anna, it's called shadow of the wind she'll, she'll, she'll find the author and we'll put it in the show shadow of the wind yeah yes that's a great book i really enjoyed that great so my next having a cup of coffee mm, yeah sorry yeah my next part of that question is why 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 recommend that but why say that book yeah what is it about shadow of the wind that um sort of made you think about it i think it just it just transports you it just gives you uh takes you into a different uh, way of thinking um it's just beautifully written um and just very engaging it's uh it, it's a lovely book um um i think it was part of a trilogy but certainly that was my favorite part of uh, the, that series great well thank you so much for giving so much value and for putting so much into such a short space of time and i strongly recommend that people take the time pause it think about it you know even that last tip you said there you know grab that coffee listen to the points think about it discover it and, and work on those points thank you for being a great guest and uh, when are you heading off to creation and when's this split between the two going to be happening well i'm going next week for a few days but oh, okay. um it will be transitioning this year and next year we'll be opening our a uh, little boutique B&B, uh, but I will still continue Lovely. to support business owners because of the great technology that's available now. So I can do both. Certainly. It doesn't matter where I am. Certainly. Well, when when you get there and you want to be a guest and you can tell us all, all about what's happening in Croatia, that would be absolutely amazing to have you back and tell us all about that. Oh, I'd love to come. Thank yeah. you. And and listeners, it's it's important as always to work through this content you know you've had some real real nuggets of information here so do something with the content let us know what difference it's made let us know which of those tips that louise gave us has made a difference for you let us know which ones you've worked with put some comments in leave us a review you know let us know that what we've talked about today has been useful and that you've actually put it to good use and as always, I look forward to having you on the next podcast. And thanks, Louise, again for being a great guest. Bye for now. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. Don't forget, if you'd like any help and support with your business, do get in touch with Simon. And to discover what your business needs you to fix next, visit www.sterlingcoaching.fixthisnext.com. Please do subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And Simon would love you to rate and review the show too. Thank you.